Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 91, and I'll be talking to Celeste A. Fraser, a senior minister, spiritual leader, facilitator, and guest speaker for Centers for Spiritual Living, Religious Science Centers, Unity Centers, and other New Thought Centers around the world. Reverend Celeste's social justice work includes diversity training, visioning workshops, her new app, Conscious Grace contains several courses, talks, and recordings on spiritual principles and practices. She is a concerned activist in the global consciousness community. She facilitates regular conversations on diversity with an eye towards achieving equity and inclusion. Celeste is an actress featured on print commercials, film, and television. She has written, directed, and produced short films and published poetry, a screenwriter of several scripts and produced screenwriter. An ordained minister, Reverend Celeste Fraser, has a podcast, Mystic Magic, and a publisher of Common Miracles, Frequent Illusions, Divine Work Play, and In Spirit, In Love. Celeste is also a contributor to several consciousness publications. Hello and welcome to Celeste. How are you, Celeste? I am well. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited to delve into this conversation, not only because of the consciousness and the spirituality component that you bring to the table, but also to learn more about what really delved you and got you into that space, because you come from a world of being an actress, a director, a producer, so very much in the, in the arts field, but now you've delved into a different space. What was it that got you into the world that you're in right now? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, I had um, a $4 million deal in Canada to do a film about uh, police brutality on Black people. And wow. I couldn't get U.S. distribution. And I had been marketing it for a while. And this was in the 1990s. Okay. So it took 30 years before people realized it was actually happening, right? <laughs> Through George Floyd's death, right? right? So I was pretty depressed. And a friend of mine said, um, let's go to church. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, I walked into Agape, nice. um, where Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith is the yep. spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, Kind of the rest is history. I um, I went back um, 
sometime later, maybe a month or two later, and just kept going. Um, and I started taking classes and one thing led to another. I mean, do you want the whole story? <laughs> well, perhaps the highlights, right? The highlights are that I began to notice things were happening spiritually awakening in me and speaking through me um, without my permission or awareness. Mm. And um, I thought I should pay attention to it when other people started assuming that I was a minister. Um, one time when I was doing my grandma a tribute uh, at my grandmother's funeral, um, and someone said, there goes the minister. And I, you know, I wasn't doing the eulogy. I didn't think I was until the person who was assigned to do the eulogy said I did the eulogy. Um, <laughs> wow. and, um, so I, you know, people were asking my mother, you know, is she, you know, is she going to be a minister? And my mother said, no. And I said, well, let's not say no just yet because I had already started getting indications that something otherworldly had enrolled me and right. um, and that I was being directed and not shoved, but I was being guided to be aware that um, we are now in communion that I am no longer just relying on my soul intentions, S-O-L-E intentions, um, but that something else is at play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That must have been quite a profound experience for you to, even now in reflection, to observe and identify some of these huge milestone events that happen in life that take mm -hmm. you on this trajectory of life that you would never even conceptualize potentially as you was going through <clears throat> as an actress or a director or a producer, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. knew that you was going to land here? Right. Uh, well, you know, I kind of got some inklings as a child, but, you know, there were a couple of deterrents. Um, you know, one was the crucifix. <laughs> Okay. Another was, you know, the murder of Dr. King. Yeah. Because um, I'm very much aligned with social justice as well and could have, you know, seen myself, you know, on that trajectory in terms of um, just focusing on that. Um, because it was, you know, very spiritually based ministry um, right. as well as being, you know, um, something tangible and, um, you know, supporting people and being their better selves. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you believe about yourself and does it define who you are today? Well, that's a powerful question. Um, what I believe about myself is that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And what I believe about myself is that 
I am awakening every moment to um, what needs to be revealed through me. Um, I forgot the second part of your question. Does it define who you are? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm a yes, you know, from internal, not always from external, unless, you know, I'm being required to be <laughs> financial arrangements or whatever, but, yes. you know, um, familial, um, obligations and, and requests, you know, but, you know, that is, um, that's all part of the package. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there were no accidents that I was dropped into these circumstances, this family, this life is part of the unfoldment of my soul. That's beautiful. And it's, it's very powerful how we allow that unfolding to happen. Because we have to accept it. We have to create the space for that to happen, right? Uh, there was a little kicking and screaming. I mean, you know, it was um, at that point where, you know, I had been through my training as a licensed practitioner. I had um, been asked to come to the open house for the School of Ministry. And... I was like, well, I'll just go see what it's about. And then I went and then I, you know, called a friend of mine and started explaining to her all the reasons why I cannot do this. Okay. Now, mind you, I had already said no as a child. And now mm -hmm. as, you know, a middle-aged adult, I was like, um, yeah, I, I don't think this is right. And for every reason I gave she gave a counter yes to that and so I was like okay <laughs> and she's a good friend for be able to do that to yeah to counteract that and really really visualize and put into place what really is the yes and what really are you saying no to mm -hmm. nothing right that's right I do that for her too we're still friends well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's important. That's important. So that so, was probably 20 years ago, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Something not close to. Um, I've been licensed uh, for 16 years as a minister. Um, and at that point, that was prior to ministerial school. So about 19. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. It's beautiful how individuals show up in our lives and really present us with opportunities that we are possibly grappling with, kicking and screaming, as you've said. I know I've had that in my own life, and it's interesting to have that dialogue and have it play out as somebody else bouncing off of what, mm -hmm. what we would normally mm -hmm. do, and I see yeah. we use collectively. Yeah. It's important to have, the, you know, that a, a touch tone, right? You know, somebody that you connect to and you know, even when I know, you know, I'm being out of pocket, you know, I know I'm wrong, but I can't get back to where I want to get to. Hello, can you know the truth about me right now? <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. And yeah. those, are, those are the magicians in our life who mm -hmm. really champion us. 
for us to be the best of who we really want to be and mm-hmm. highlight all those beautiful gifts just as she did with you. And, and I know I have people do that with me too. So knowing what and you know. And I think know, I do that for her too. Absolutely. It's perhaps innately reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel? Let me start that again. So all that you have learned, all that you have experienced and witnessed from either a formal place or an informal place of knowing, what do you believe is perhaps one of your greatest callings in this lifetime? I guess it would be teaching. Um, I was going to say writing because I've been writing since I was a child. Um, I don't know if I feel it as a calling as much as I feel it as a need. Um, mm. um, but in terms of a calling, teaching, yeah, teaching. Teaching in what capacity are we teaching? And I know you do speak to large groups as an inspirational teacher as well. Um, yes. And, you know, I teach classes and, um, you know, because I've, learn spiritual principles and practices Mm -hmm. I can guide others and so sometimes teacher seems not the right word you know because I counsel people and um you know direct them back to themselves um invite them to look at different things um and I don't necessarily come with something prepared when it's a one-on-one kind of a thing but Mm -hmm. what I know I rely on as my foundation yes and so I feel like I'm a light in that way and you know I'm an organic kind of a teacher too I mean I in a classroom setting or a setting where I am in front of a class um I am using, you know, the basics of whatever the class is, but I'm also allowing for the intuitive to reveal itself and to, you know, and to support the, the, the students in their inquiries as well. Mm-hmm. 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 What do you feel are some of the attributes that connect you to be able to do that so organically and so freely how did you get to that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly just a yes, um, an internal yes. Um, I, you know, I've learned to read and write. <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I've, you know, had classes in education. That was one component of, you know, my training. Um, but just in terms of the how, um, it's just spirit led. Yeah. But for, on a human level, we can mm-hmm. identify certain aspects and skills and experiences that put us in these places. So skills and experiences of putting you in the actress role, skills and experiences for you to build out and create this project at $4 million for a film. What were well, the attributes that that you identify for yourself looking now going, this is what I need 
or needed back then and still embody now to connect mm -hmm. with this purpose of teaching? I would say I'm an expressive and creative being. So okay. I express um, um, unabashedly, you know, I've, I've kind of um, refined the unabashed part. <laughs> yes. I, I, um, I have a knowledge, I have a knowledge base that is, that is full. Um, and I have um, t speaking skills. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think mostly innate, but some parts of those have been trained um, through my performance as well as through my um, homiletics um, mm -hmm. instruction. Mm -hmm. um, I am authentic. And so I basically don't get in my own way of, of expressing to the best of my ability. Um, some of that is trusting. Yes. Um, trusting the divine to reveal itself through me and um, kind of saying yes to that partnership to, you know, to know that that door is open and the door to my heart is open as well. So, yeah, I guess those are some of the factors if that answers your question. Beautiful. I love it. Yes. I mean, being open to receive and not judge it and allowing it. Has there been an experience or a time where you were open and allowed it to show up and it maybe caught you off guard or it put you in a, hmm, I didn't expect that to happen. Oh yeah, a lot. It happens a lot. You know, I can be, it can happen in a pulpit. It can happen yeah. um, in, um, you know, on a speaking engagement on a stage. It can happen in a, you know, in a class environment, it, it can happen. Um, and it does. And sometimes I'm watching myself, you know, mm -hmm. and um, sometimes I am listening to myself and going, mm -hmm. okay, my partner's talking now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the presence yes. is talking now and yes. I'm, you know, and I've been in this, in a student situation where I was a student and things were being said from my mouth that I had no knowledge of. Right. Was there an experience that you had that really perhaps stands in your mind's eye or is carved out as an experience going, I remember when that happened, that was really interesting that you would like to share. When I was, at that funeral and the word obedient came out of my mouth mm. and I played it off as if I didn't have my glasses. Oh, you know, cause obedient wasn't a word mm. that I used or liked. <laughs> right. And so, um, it, it happened as a result of, when my grandmother transitioned, the veil lifted. I had been asked mm -hmm. to do the tribute because um, 
I had the entertainment background. And so I would do whatever for the family to represent. Mm -hmm. And um, I was being directed, look at this book, go here, do this, do that. And, and I was just in, and I could feel another dimension um, directing me. And, um, you know, it, it was to the extent that even that night, um, the people from my family um, who were on the other side were continuing to communicate to me. And, you know, um, it's, it's just interesting because it happens from time to time when, when there's a transition in the family, it continues. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm not alone in that um, in addition to spirit that there's also my ancestors that um, that are supporting me. Yes. At times, yeah. And what a beautiful experience and what a beautiful witnessing not only of the transition of your, your grandmother at that time, but feeling the presence of something greater, but also your past or mm -hmm. the people who have, the souls, the energy, and the people who have been able to put you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And that's, I believe is truly a gift. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Magical, I love that, I yeah. love that. What are your intentions with your craft, the craft that we're talking about in all that you have learned, created, and continue to share as a teacher? Well, you know, my website is, is um, Inspiring Minds and Engaging Hearts. Um, my intention is always that we are kinder to each other. You know, and I say that with the with the awareness that I'm not always kind, but, um, but that's definitely the intention, you know, mm -hmm. that's definitely the, the reason to, um, to let love express, you know, fully and completely as each one of us. Right. Um, I think it's important um, for our soul um, that that's part of our unfoldment and it's the way that God gets to touch us through each other. Mm -hmm. Spirit, I don't really care for the word God, but yeah. Yeah, well, whatever it is, spirit, <laughs> I have God, a few it names is, for it. <laughs> is, yeah. something, is something bigger, is something bigger and greater to us. Yeah. I think ultimately yeah. they all have the same energy and the same intention. It's just the yes. label that we create. And as human yeah. beings, we get, we get caught, some of us get caught up on labels. Well, it's, you know, it's common language, you know, um, is because I continue to study the origin of language and realize that, you know, there's certain cultures who were dominating who decided that this would be called that mm -hmm. at the time, and it just stuck, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it also creates a limitation because the yes. English language is so limiting, and yes, that's where it becomes yes. really challenging in do we have to put it in a box? Do we have to put it in this context? Can we not just feel right. it, observe it and identify it for what we're feeling rather than what we're thinking? Right, right, right. 
that's part of the human experience. Yes. Yes. A lot of language um, unraveling. I'm, I'm looking at Latin and Hebrew and getting more attuned to original intention, African spirituality, rather than just kind of like the whitewashed hand-me-down stuff to kind of see like what what source um, material, if you will, I can get to in a more um, direct way. With what you've uncovered so far, has there been a stark difference between the two? I feel as though we've been really communicated to and with each other um, with um, kind of stock answers and questions and that there's something more organic and intrinsic within us that can be unearthed and, and really get us more in alignment with our soul's unfoldment. You know, I think about even birthing, um, the whole birthing process, um, it's, it's been sterilized and neutralized. Um, and the whole placenta between the mother and child has been kind of dismissed as just a tool rather than a communication medium, you know. Um, so there's just different things that I'm discovering that I wish I had an appreciation for when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So is it more that the deeper meanings have been brushed under the carpet, if you will? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Right. And okay. language has been a tool in doing that too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The normalcy mm -hmm. of the languages that we speak today, um, be it from some of that's printed in the paper or what we learn, what we're taught in school. So mm -hmm. the phrases, the, the composition, the phrases and the language, the mm -hmm. words that we would use have, have, I've seen it being a huge influence of hidden, hidden things or yes, how we should, how we should, air quotes, be living life rather than. And how we should think, you know, there, That's you it. know, there's so much divisiveness now that, you know, someone can con you into thinking an alternative reality, mm -hmm. um, you know, to manipulate you mm -hmm. uh, into supporting them, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, other people can do it to gain, you know, some kind of limited financial expansion. And I say limited because, you know, finance is mainly symbols and energy. Yeah. You know, um, and so how we are manipulated um, has been unconscious for so much of my life yeah. um, that I'm no longer willing to dumb down and stay in the closet in the dark, you know. Do you yeah. feel that that desire or that passion to move forward of not to be dumbed down and that, I don't know what the word is, the the durance, perhaps, mm -hmm. has that come from you unraveling the African spirituality component of it? Yes. Or has it come yes. from elsewhere? It's definitely come from um, 
I've been studying with Will Coleman for about 12 years, and he is steeped in the Ifa, uh, Voodoo, Hoodoo, you know, um, teachings, and that uh, has been viewed as taboo for so long, mm -hmm. but it's been hiding from us um, so much of our connection to our, our roots, you know, um, African roots, but also anybody's family's roots. Um, and the whole separation uh, of, you know, this country and that country, we all come from one place, which is Africa, right? And so what, whatever we've created to divide us has not helped us become better. It's only kept us from being, you know, our authentic selves. How do you reconciliate this connection of all these dots that you're putting together with what's actually happening and why you're here today? Why the incarnation of Celeste actually is here? I think I think I'm supposed to encourage people to um, to look deeper, to trust deeper, to um, to be willing to be more of who they are as a spiritual being, as expressions of love, and you know, creative beings. And that's the gift, and that's the power, and that's the knowing that you're in the right space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I've tried to ignore it or do other things, um, you know, it's like dead end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. back to where you need to be, back on course, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the detours can be a little fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also painful. Yes, that too. Um, I think uh, the detours are part of satisfying a curiosity, um, perhaps satisfying a perceived responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and a disappointment that comes when, um, you know, you see that that's not how things are going to play out, right? But that, but that, um, you know, while you're just simply being and not attempting to do something, you come to an awareness that something else is calling you for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that you wouldn't have been paying attention to in that state of mind, you know. But we need those contrasts, right? I mean, we live in a world mm -hmm. of duality. Um, yeah. Whatever, whichever way you look at it from an emotional space to the, to the day, to the night, it's still a duality process. But mm -hmm. also that I think is often needed for us to recognize, oh yes, there is joy here because I've just mm -hmm. witnessed so much sadness. Yeah. 
So now I can. Yeah, the contrast is, is um, get, gets our attention. Yes. You know, I think like the art, you know, like art does, and you got some beautiful mm -hmm. art behind you. You know, um, it makes us appreciate the different colors, the different shades, the light, the, you know, the shadows. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. All for us to look at and to question, perhaps, our purpose of what we hear, because I'm not a believer of, we're just here to go to work, come home, pay the bills and go on two weeks right. vacation and just live life and there's nothing else right. beyond that. I learned that a right. long time ago. So this yearning and craving and desire to really tap into more has been mm -hmm. one of my life missions, but in the same token, it's the curiosity is what fuels me to get to that spot. Yes. And yes. from that, then I ask you a question of, you've done so much and no doubt there's plenty more ahead of you too. But what is next for you as you embark on the rest of the rest of whatever is ready to to be presented to you um i'm gonna be relocating um in a, a couple of months and um you know supporting a ministry that uh has been successful and longstanding. Um, I'm gonna to continue to write. I'm gonna to continue to teach. I'm gonna to continue to consult and counsel. I'm gonna to continue to create. Um, I, I know it's the, the, the tissue of who I am, you know, that holds me together and also um, has chosen me as its host to to reveal itself as much as I possibly can. Um, I have some other ambitions and, you know, we'll see how much of that I can get done, you know. Um, I'd like to bring clarity to people's minds in terms of moving away from the divisions and understanding each other's pain a little bit deeper so that perhaps we'll make different choices. To truly be that vessel. Yeah. What a beautiful gift. What a beautiful gift you are to humanity to yeah. dedicate and really step into that unknown. Because when we do this work, we really truly do step into the unknown and yeah. tap into some pretty courageous decisions. One is relocating or reimagining and redefining who you are as we move through this world in a very third dimensional way. But one thing that I have learned and I, and I feel sense, but I don't wanna you know, speak for you, is that when we step into this work, there's a deeper trust that we have with this unseen beautiful world that guides us and leads us in this path. So I'm trusting that that all is there for you and they will support you in the utmost place as you intend to do for your own life, for others. Mm. Thank you. Yes, I accept that. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Celeste, this has been such a pleasure and such an honor to be able to speak with you and capture some of these nuggets of wisdom that really put you in your craft of mastery, in mm. being a light for a greater power to allow the humanity of consciousness to expand. So thank you so much. My pleasure. You've been wonderful and your questions have been great. Thank you. I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.